A few weeks before Christmas, a little six-year-old boy, Johnny, goes up to his parents and demands a new bicycle. And his mother says, Honey, after the way you've been acting, and besides, we don't even have the money, why don't you write a letter to Jesus and pray for a new bicycle? So after his little tantrum, his parents send him upstairs. In his room, he gets out a sheet of paper and he starts to write this letter to Jesus. Dear Jesus, I've been very good all year, and so I want a new bicycle. Yours truly, Johnny. He looks at this letter, and he realizes it's not honest. So he crumples it up and starts over. Dear Jesus, I was sort of okay this year, so please give me a new bicycle. Yours truly, Johnny. Again, he admits this is not very honest, crumples it up and starts a third time. Dear Jesus, I thought about being good this year, so please give me a new bicycle. Yours, your friend Johnny. And again, he just starts to think deeply in his heart. He knows that this is not going to work. He crumples that up, throws it in the basket, and goes out for a little walk near the house. He goes a two blocks to the Catholic church. The door is open, so he goes in and he kneels down. He's looking around, not quite sure what to do. So after a few minutes, he gets up and he's leaving the church and he sees two small statues. And with a gleam in his eye, he grabs one, runs home, puts the statue under the bed, and begins to write another letter. Dear Jesus, I know that I have broken many of your commandments this year, but I'm desperate. I have your mother. <laughs> and if you want to see her again, give me a new bike. <laughs> Sincerely, Johnny. Clearly, with this little boy, there's a disconnect from understanding the true meaning of Christmas. My prayer is that you and I this morning would understand very deeply the reason why Jesus Christ, the infant of Mary, the Son of God, the Son of Mary, why this child was born into this world. It is so important that we understand this because of the culture around us, which often celebrates Christmas in a romantic, sentimental way. And that romantic sentimentalism, without knowing it, can create a distance and a barrier between us and Christ, from the power and the truth of this child, from impacting our life in a profound way. Christmas has to be more than a warm, fuzzy feeling that you and I may get 
while chestnuts are roasting on the open fire and Jack Frost is nipping at our nose. Even though I like that song. Why was Jesus born? Why did God become flesh and enter this world the way he did? The Bible tells us that this child was born for us. Normally when we think of a child being born, we think of what a blessing, what a gift that child is going to be for that family, for that couple, and for their friends and relatives and that small community. But this child, the Bible says, is born for us. And that us means the whole world. Every person that has ever lived and any person that will live. Why? This child was born for us because he wants to be born in us. He was born for us because he wanted to offer every human being the opportunity to be born again, a rebirth to new life. And that's why when we celebrate the birthday of Jesus, we are celebrating our own birthday. And what is this new life? It's important that we do not leave this question vague or think that this is something complicated. The new life that God wants to give us manifested itself in a love that radically humbled itself and comes in the most tender, gentle bearing of an infant, a child. This new love, this new life, therefore, is the humble, tender, self-giving love of God. And the minute I say that, perhaps like me, you and I become aware of our own brokenness of our weaknesses, of our fallenness, of our sinfulness, of the ways that keep us, prevent us from giving that kind of love to the people around us in our life. And this is why the wood of the cradle is a foreshadowing of the wood of the cross. Because in order for you and I to enjoy this new life, that it thrills through the whole of our being and extends out to every person, you and I need to be set free by Jesus Christ. And this is why the wood of the cradle gives way to the wood of the cross. Because on that cross, Jesus redeemed us, died for our sins, 
and offers the grace of this freedom. Jesus came to set us free, to set my heart free, first of all, of pride. Sometimes we may not realize how much pride manifests itself and finds its way into so many levels of our life. That pride that so quickly makes me angry and impatient with others. That pride that wants to dominate and control others. That pride that can be so ambitious and aggressive that I begin to trample over others or become indifferent to others. That pride that makes it hard for me to apologize when I have hurt someone. That pride that makes me hold grudges and not easily forgive those who hurt me. Jesus Christ came to set us free from pride so that I can be humble like the Christ child, humble like God, in order to give this humble, self-giving love. Jesus also came to set us free from our fears. It's amazing how much fear holds us back from loving. Because sometimes we are afraid of the other. We're afraid of being vulnerable and open to others. Afraid of what it will cost to give our life for someone. Afraid of rejection. Afraid of pain, of suffering, of death. And these are the things that diminish our hearts and keep us from giving ourselves freely and lavishly. Sometimes we're afraid of ourselves, afraid of the greatness to which we are called to become that best version of ourselves that is possible in Christ. We are afraid to be this because we are afraid of what other people will think and so we hide the light and we live a diminished self. And Jesus came to set us free from darkness. That darkness of not knowing God and his love for us. The darkness of not knowing our true identity as beloved children of God. Deliverance from confusion and doubt, from the spiritual blindness that would not allow us to know the deep meaning and purpose of our life and the destiny of our life that Christ has opened and made possible. We are going to receive the Eucharist in just a moment. And those little infant hands of Jesus reaching out toward us, needing our love, pleading for our love, 
are the same hands that later power will come out of those hands in order to bring healing to many people, to bring absolution and forgiveness, and to bring deliverance in areas of bondage. Those hands that were also extended out to us on the cross as they were fastened by the nails, wanting to embrace the whole of our life with his powerful, redeeming love. These are the hands that reach out to us in the Eucharist. And as we receive the Lord this morning to allow the infant Christ, the crucified Jesus, to touch whatever places deep inside us that need this tender, humble, gentle, merciful love of God so that we can live this new life and be humble, gentle, and self-giving to one another. Today in the city of David was born for you and I a Savior. And this Savior wants to give us new life. Amen.